Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the lost signal. Tonight, we bring you a classic tale from a forgotten master of horror, Willis Cooper's The Locked Room Mystery. A footstep sounded in the stillness of the empty room. Devereux turned. Good evening, said a suave voice. Who? Who are you? demanded Devereux. You don't remember me? said the suave voice, mockingly. You can't be. Harvey Kerrigan, gasped Devereux. The other laughed. I am Harvey Kerrigan in the flesh, he said. Devereux reached for the telephone. I wouldn't touch that if I were you, warned the man who called himself Kerrigan. He stepped to the wall and flicked on the lights. Their radiance flooded the room. Devereux noticed that his adversary was weaponless. And that's where I'm stumped. How come, Sam? I don't know how to kill the guy. Have him shoot him. No, I can't. In the chapter ahead of this one, Kerrigan tells his friends that he's going to kill Devereux, and as Kerrigan starts up in the elevator to Devereux's office, his well-meaning friends take his gun away from him, and his pocket knife. He hasn't got a weapon of any kind. Maybe they missed something. What, for instance? Maybe he had a sawed-off shotgun in his sleeve. Oh, that's crazy. Or how about a blackjack? No. Why? Oh, well, I want blood stains. Oh, well, wouldn't there be a paper knife or something on the writing guy's desk? No, I made it clear that Devereux always wrote in longhand, in a bare room like this one, with nothing in it but a table and a chair. Well, can you stab the guy with a pen? He uses a pencil. Huh. Throw him out a window? No, that won't do it. This guy Devereux is an odd sort of bird. His windows are nailed down in his penthouse room, see? He's a nut on soundproofing. Has to concentrate. Come on, think of something. Eh, you can buy me. I don't know. I've got to get something. Some way for Kerrigan to murder Devereux. So that their blood stains. I give up. Well, let's have a drink and see if that gives us any inspiration, huh? You're no help at all. Go on, mix yourself a drink. I'll see what I can do. For the love of hell, think about this thing, will ya? I need help. Ah, come on, bud. Let's see if we can mix up an inspiration. Everything to drink out in the kitchen. Go ahead, 
Bring me one when you come back. Alright. What do you want? Anything? I'll bring you an iced tea. You bring me iced tea and I'll make you drink it. Oh, calm down. There we go. No. Damn it! Evening. Hmm? Who are you? <laughs> How'd you get in here? Oh, my dear Mr. Chase. Or Devereaux. Who the hell are you? My name is... Well, it doesn't matter. What seems to be wrong? I don't know that's any of your business. How'd you get in here? What do you want? <laughs> You're not going to throw me out, I hope. I most certainly am. Oh, don't, I beg of you. Ask me to sit down. Please do. Uh, sit down. Now, can I help you, Mr. Chase? I want to know how... How I got in here is of no importance, Mr. Chase. Well, what do you want? Don't you want some help? You a friend of... You a friend of Stewart's? Never heard of him. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm trying to finish a mystery story that I promised a publisher a week ago, so... And you're having some difficulty in getting rid of one of your characters. How'd you know that? If you'd read me what you have there in your typewriter... Listen, I'll make you a proposition. If you can show me the way to get out of this jam I've written myself into, I'll pay you. I don't want to be paid, Mr. Chase. Pay you anything in reason. Suppose you read that last paragraph to me, then. All right. A footstep sounded in the stillness of the empty room. Devereux turned. Good evening, said a suave voice. Who are you? demanded Devereux. You don't remember me? asked the suave voice mockingly. You can't be. Harvey Kerrigan? gasped Devereux. The other laughed. I am Harvey Kerrigan. In the flesh, he said. Devereux reached for the telephone. I wouldn't touch that if I were you, warned the man who called himself Kerrigan. He stepped to the wall and flicked on the lights. The radiance flooded the room. Devereux noticed that his adversary was weaponless. And that's all. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> hey, listen. I'm gonna... I wouldn't touch that phone if I were you. What do you mean? Wait till I turn on... Flick on, I believe. The lights, Mr. Chase. Who are you? My name, Mr. Chase, is Harvey Kerrigan.
Leave the Lights On is a true crime podcast with a paranormal twist. Join creator Eliza and her co-host as they explore terrifying true stories and chilling crimes. Growing up, Eliza had an odd obsession with the darkest desires of humanity and an insatiable curiosity about the afterlife. Now, each week, Eliza brings you tales that will make you want to lock your doors, hide in your room, and of course, leave the lights on. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcast. So your name's Harvey Kerrigan, huh? I didn't know there was anybody named Harvey Kerrigan when I chose that name for my villain. I'll go over what I've written and change the name. Don't bother. You don't mind? Not at all. Well, uh, thanks. Would you, uh, would you like a drink? I don't drink, Mr. Chase, thanks. But perhaps I can help you out with your book. I'll certainly appreciate it. Now, he had Kerrigan come up to this fellow's room. Devereux, yes. Without any weapons at all. That's right. Exactly the same way I came. I haven't any weapons. Well, uh, I'm glad. How do you want Devereux killed? He has to be killed some way so there will be bloodstains. I see. There isn't a paper knife on your desk? No. Not on Devereux's either. As a matter of fact, I made Devereux a good deal like myself. I like to work in this room, way up here with the windows nailed down tight, so I can't hear any of the traffic sounds from the street below. And I thought perhaps that setup sounded a trifle eccentric, like Devereux was, so I just used myself as a model for him. I see. Well, you have a kitchen here. Yeah. Don Stewart's out there now, mixing a drink. Couldn't I... I mean, couldn't Kerrigan have gone to the kitchen and gotten a butcher's knife? No. Why not? Because all the doors from this room have spring locks on them, which can be opened only by pressure of this button on my desk. But... What about your friend out in the kitchen? How will he get back in here? Knock on the door and I'll press the button. But in the story, there was nobody else in the penthouse when Devereux was killed. Hmm. Well, made it rather hard for yourself, didn't you? I'm beginning to believe I made it impossible. Oh no, not impossible. We'll just have to think a moment. That's what I've been doing for a week. And getting nowhere. Right. Hmm. Well? Isn't it reasonable to believe that your character Kerrigan sat also and talked with his victim for a while, whilst his mind was wrestling with the problem of how to murder Devereux? Probably, but he couldn't have wrestled with it as long as I have. How do you picture Devereux, Mr. Chase? Well, a great deal like myself. Using myself as a model for the character, I couldn't help writing a lot of myself into him. Hmm. Well, if you can figure it out, Mr. Kerrigan, you're a lot smarter than I am. Perhaps I am, Mr. Devereux. My name's Chase. Oh, is it? Just what do you mean by that? I mean... 
Let's suppose for a moment that you are Devereaux. Pretend you are. Try to get into the feeling of the story. I've done that a million times. Nothing happens. Well, it won't hurt to try again. I suppose. Alright, what should I do? Devereaux is supposed to be writing a novel too, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you sit there at your typewriter and write. Pretend you're Devereaux, and we'll try a little dialogue as Kerrigan Devereaux. I never thought of that. All right. Imagine that I've just come in. I mean, Kerrigan has just come in as you've written it. You got to the point where I, where Kerrigan, turned on the lights. I'll go over there and stand there. Maybe I'd better turn them off and then turn them on again, huh? Make it more realistic. Sure, try it that way. All right. There. Now. Ready? Got your lines. Go ahead. Right. Reach for the telephone. Okay. I wouldn't touch that if I were you. Why not? Because I'll kill you if you do, Devereaux. Oh, you will? How? I came up here to kill you anyway, my friend, and... What are you going to kill me with? Oh. I might strangle you. <laughs> you shouldn't laugh, Devereaux. How'd you get in here? A strip of cardboard between the door and the frame, my friend, does wonders. Even with your electronically controlled locks. I see. Well, I have a revolver in this desk drawer. You lie. I know you don't. I tell you I do. You miserable liar! Ah! You don't have to be so damn realistic. You miserable liar. Huh? What? Sit still, Devereaux. I... My, my friend is out there. I... You lie. I know there's nobody in this place except you and me. And what are you going to do about it? I'll tell you, Devereaux. Go ahead. Have you forgotten a few facts? What facts? Have you forgotten how I went to prison in your place fifteen years ago? You... you were guilty. I wasn't. <laughs> uh, you know that's true, Kerrigan. You were as guilty as I, and for the fifteen years I suffered in prison, you are going to pay. What are you going to do? Devereaux, I am going to torture you as I was tortured. I am going to see you die a thousand deaths in anticipation before I bestow on you the priceless gift of death that you beg for. I... Wait a minute, let me write that down. That's... That's really good. I'm going to kill you, Devereaux. That's... That's really good as far as it goes, but... We haven't got an idea how we killed him yet. We'll come to that. I hope so. Oh. We'll get it all right. We've got a good start now. How'd you know about prison, Kerrigan? You startled me a little when you rattled it off. You never saw the earlier chapters. You've been sending it down chapter by chapter to your publishers, haven't you? Oh, do you work for my publishers? 
in a way. Yes. Oh, okay. Shall we go on then? Sure, it's kind of fun. All right. Start where we left off. Okay, you said, I'm going to kill you, Devereaux. I'm going to kill you, Devereaux. You're not frightening me at all, Kerrigan. I'm going to do much more than frighten you, my friend. I doubt that. You'll beg and scream for death before I'm done with you. You've got fifteen years of hell to pay for. And I'm going to take the debt. Would you mind informing me just how you're going to murder me? In a very horrible way. Yeah? You thought I'd die in prison. You thought I'd never get out. You bribed and lied and swore false oaths. You're very dramatic, Kerrigan. I would advise you, Devereaux, to spend your few remaining moments in prayer rather than in bandying words with me. Oh, you should really be an actor, my friend. Yes. But I was a convict, a felon, an outcast. For all the best years of my life. And now I'm going to play a new part. And that is... A murderer. Delightful. Rather, an executioner. For if ever a man deserved to die, you, Devereaux, are he. And die you shall. I suppose you know that you're still not frightening me, Kerrigan. No. <laughs> but I shall frighten you before I am done. Doubt it. We shall see. Before I kill you, though, I want money. I don't have any money. Liar. I don't give money to every panhandler that approaches me, but this is a very special panhandler, my friend. I won't give you a cent. Oh, yes, you will. Get out your checkbook. How much do you want? Every cent you have. What? No! Every cent you have. I'm not gonna... Devereaux, if it were not for me, you would have nothing. Where did you get the capital to set yourself up as a writer? Answer me. None of your business. You got it from the money of that last job we pulled together. The job that I paid for with 15 years of my life. So what? So, write a check for your entire bank balance. Now. I won't. I won't write it. You will. Now. Well, if I do, will you promise to, to go away and, and not... Here. Here's the check, now. Just leave the last will and testament of Mr. Devereaux, the well-known author. Oh, that's great. All right, hold on just a second. Well, now we're about ready to get down to killing the guy. Get any inspiration yet? I think I have an idea. Great. What is it? Let's go on with our acting a little more. All right. You know, this is working out all right. Let's, uh, let's see what I've got written now. I'm not through with you yet, Devereaux. Kerrigan hissed. No, you can't hiss that. He, uh, 
Graded. Graded, that's it. Kerrigan graded. Alright, go ahead. Alright. No. I'm not through with you yet, Devereaux. I... I am grateful to you for your little remembrance and your will, but now we have a task to perform. What are you going to do? I'm going to kill you. Alright, don't forget the bloodstains now. I've got to have bloodstains. Don't worry about that, Devereaux. There will be blood. <laughs> Plenty of blood. You've got the money now. Why don't you leave me alone? You've got your revenge. I have part of my revenge, Devereaux. Don't kill me. Please. Please don't kill me. The police will come, and they'll find you dead in your locked penthouse apartment. They'll have to break down the doors. They'll find you alone in your own blood, and they'll wonder. Wonder who murdered you. Don't forget about the fingerprints, Kerrigan. What do I care about fingerprints? By the time you're missed and the police are called and your apartment broken into, I'll be in South America. In some little forgotten town. A new man. And then, the south of France in leisure. Paid for by my dear friend Devereaux, the novelist. You'll never get away with it, Kerrigan. You think not? You can't get away with murder. You almost got away with it, didn't you, Devereaux? You thought I would die. You thought I'd never see the outside of those prison walls again. You thought... You know, something just occurred to me. Yes? I might murder you. You? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will. And how will you murder me, my friend? I don't know, but... I'm as big a man as you, and... You forget that I have slaved in a prison for fifteen years. Good hard manual labor. The judge said fifteen years at hard labor, and, well, it was. You would stand no chance at all with me. I wonder. I warn you. It could be worthwhile. I could live on happily with my money that you've... Your money. That was my money, every cent of it. Money that you stole from me. Fifteen thousand of it was, Kerrigan, and the check is for a hundred thousand. We'll just call that interest, shall we? It's a lot of money, Kerrigan. You, you and I, together, in that little place in South America, we could live well. But you are going to die. No. I say you shall. How? Remember the blood. I am not forgetting the blood, Devereaux. I am not forgetting the blood. Hey. That's good enough. I am not forgetting the blood, Devereaux. I'm not forgetting the blood. Hey. Alright, that's close enough. Get back now. I am not forgetting the blood. Not forgetting the blood, Devereaux.
Hey, Sam. Brought you some inspiration. Who was that that left out the door on the other side of the room? Sam, do you have someone else over? Wow, look at all these pages. You must have finished. I wasn't gone that long. Hmm. And as Devereaux watched in silent terror, Kerrigan came down upon him, and with sharpened front teeth, ripped out his throat. Oh, God. Sam, this is macabre. Probably going to be a bestseller for sure, but Jesus. Sam? Oh, my God. Sam! Your throat! Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been The Lost Signal. Follow us on Twitter at The Lost Signal 1 and Instagram at The Lost Signal Podcast. Also, follow and rate us on iTunes. Thank you and good night.